Hi, listeners and YouTube watchers. It's Katie. Um, I am just here recording a message that um, since we've recorded our gun violence episode, um, there were several other police shootings as well as a mass shooting um, at a FedEx facility uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana that killed um, at least eight people. And we want to acknowledge um, those events and just mention them. Uh, because they happened after our recording, we will not reference them uh, in the episode, but I think the general concepts we discussed are still relevant. Um, so we just wanted to send a message to say um, that our thoughts are with the victims' uh, families um, and that we are continuing to keep an eye on this issue. Welcome to the Asian American Forward podcast. My name is Katie Simpson, and I'm here this week just with my co-host Don Sun. We're catching up again after having some guests on with us last week. Don, how are you? Good. Nice to see you, and nice to see everyone here again. And it's good to see everyone. I feel like in the last few weeks, things have really at least in California, like started to return to normal. So like, I'm very much having that spring feeling, um, but we have kind of a serious topic today. Um, we are gonna talk today through, you know, sort of as the US has returned to normal or is slowly moving back towards whatever our baseline level was before um, the coronavirus pandemic, we have seen an increase in gun violence, um, particularly with the two mass shootings um, in, in March uh, that took place, one in Atlanta targeting um, Asian-owned massage parlors. And then there was another shooting um, at a King Supers grocery store in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and a lot of the reporting that I was seeing around these events that kind of happened within about a week of each other was that these shootings kind of represent uh, a, a tragic return to normal for America that before the pandemic, particularly in the in the late winter, early spring, we would see just large amounts of high casualty um, gun violence related deaths. So we wanted to like talk through um, the issue of gun violence um, and also just sort of uh, kind of think through gun control, kind of the flip side of that coin and how uh, we can respond to that. Also sort of touching on specific issues related to the Asian American community. Um, Don, you kind of suggested this as a topic. So I wanna give you a chance to like, say if there's like something particular on your mind about why you think we should be talking about this now. Yeah, I think it's uh, by political instincts. I always uh, think ahead and uh, what's the future or near future, what's kind of a, a social political environment and also what's kind of an instant ahead. Uh, before it's happening. So it's the Asian, uh, anti-Asian hate crime has been in my mind uh, running for over years. Now it's becoming kind of a trend, sadly. And also it's the, when I mentioned the gun control or gun issue to you, it's not simply because two incidents happen. And also it's, I think there's another one happened in Minnesota recently. So it's the, all these kind of things is after anti-Asian hate crime, gun violence is going to be becoming much more uh, serious issue. And this issue, uh, gun related issue has been pondering in my mind, uh, also from a legal side and the political side. 
and uh, uh, link some link to the uh, American history, even go to the Constitution, Second Amendment, all these kind of things is a, I think it's time to bring up, to get uh, up again, to talk about it because it's a, uh, although I'm very pessimistic on a lot of things when we talk, but uh, in action side of my mind, I always think it's that we still can have a lot of things to do. And uh, if we prepare well and think well, there's a lot of room for us to improve our uh, human society and for this country, if uh, uh, all politicians pay attention and also design some policy or bills and uh, there are still some room and also you see the trend, uh, both Democratic Party and the Republic Party, more and more people realize that gun control is going to be not the number one, but uh, uh, on the top of people's priority. That's why the, I try to, uh, let's talk about this one. Mm -hmm. And I think already in like your kind of discussion there, you're like pulling out some of the, the tensions that I wanted to talk about today, which is gun violence is a really like huge topic. And so you met, you referenced the shooting in Minnesota. Are you referring to the, the officer involved incident? I'm yeah. going to look up the name. Yeah. So like, there's a big difference. I feel like between a, like an officer involved shooting or like, a, you know, gun violence death at hands of the police versus a gun violence death. That's just like a dis domestic dispute, for example, or even just like an accident, which is fairly common. Um, I was looking at some statistics from the gun violence archive, um, which just like tracks uh, deaths related to guns. And their most recent statistics are from 2020. So they've like completed from last year. Um, and out of the total 43,546 gun violence deaths in 2020, over half of those were suicides. So that's like a whole other dimension of the issue. Um, generally, we, we see that like, um, the, when we talk about gun violence and gun control, the first thing that comes to people's minds is like mass shooting events, particularly at schools um, targeting like children. Um, but it's also like a, such a big issue that like encompasses everything from like mental health with suicides being kind of the most common cause of gun deaths to like racism and police violence. So like how, how do you kind of differentiate between those different types of um, gun violence and do you do you have like a perspective about different approaches that we should take to those events? Yeah, absolutely. So the you know it's the gun control the uh, the the movement has been start from a U.S. president level, Supreme Court level, and also state level and uh, uh, city level. So each level is going to dealing with a different gun violence. The number one issue is that we try to analyze what's the mass shooting, uh, how we can provide pro prevent the mass 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 killing. This is the number one priority because this is uh, going to cause uh, the entire society mental status and uh, the trend that people are going to either go to the extreme to do more, or it's that we can find some way to control it. But in the past, uh, we have uh, failed on the uh, federal level. So it's the, my approach is uh, going to looking for some alternative start from a uh, uh, state level and also start from a more progressive state 
and also from a city level because it's among the all the city's mayor. A lot of mayor, they uh, promote the gun control and put some restriction on the uh, assault weapons. Those ones we can reach consensus uh, very easily instead of fighting with the NRA at the national level. That's the political power is uh, very strong and it's very hard to break down. And also it's uh, in the middle, uh, middle or west uh, uh, state, it's very hard to, to get convince them. This uh, right state, they are very, very pro-gun and uh, take it second amendment, uh, their fundamental right. So it's uh, pretty hard to get a start from there, but uh, locally we can do it. Also it's uh, based on my experience uh, doing business. I think if uh, the social movement that can plus some uh, uh, business interest into this uh, uh, gun control, the, the factors it's going to help a lot. My, uh, I have uh, several people uh, has been promoted a bill to put the insurance uh, company into this, uh, join this team. You know, it's a uh, money always talk and uh, yeah. follow the money is always, uh, at least in my mind, is always a philosophy. If anything happened, we're always looking for money, where the money coming from, where money go and how we put the money inside the, the formula or equation. So it's a put insurance company and the one of anti-gun control is going to give a insurance company some money. And every gun owners, every different gun, you can charge a different tax rate or it's a license fee. And then make sure it's a gun owner has to pay heavy tax and increase the state or city or federal income. At the meantime, it's that they are going to much appreciate the, the value of the ownership of a gun. And also is we put a heavy tax on the assault weapon. If we cannot destroy assault weapon, but if we put a heavy tax on the assault weapon, it's going to uh, reduce the inventory of the ownership of assault weapon. So for the handgun, those kind of self-defense uh, weapon, and uh, I think at this moment it's pretty hard to control. And also it's a uh, kind of a necessary for self-defense. That's the basically the, my approach, uh, approach. So I wanna ask a follow-up question about the, the, so are you saying insurance like companies are supporting gun control or are you saying they support lack of gun control? They are going to support gun control because it's uh, every gun if you pass the law or bill to enforce everyone who own the gun, they're going to pay the tax. Assault weapon, they're going to pay like a, annually like a $500 to own assault weapon. And for the handgun, maybe pay $100, have a different tax, the, the insurance rate. So that can be calculated by the, the calculators. They can, they can do it themselves, but it's going to, on the one side, we build alliance among the individual because you know the anti-gun control, it's a very loose grassroots. A lot of a victim family, they build mm -hmm. a foundation, but that's mm -hmm. the power is just like a, you don't have a key to against your enemy. You just uh, yelling, shouting, crying, but that doesn't work in the political uh, the environment. So you have to 
build an alliance, and I think it's a business world. Insurance is the number one to against the NRA because they are equally powerful in terms of money. So it's, uh, that's the, if we can bring insurance company in, that's the change the equation. That's the the, uh, the alternative approach, at least for me. I think this trend is going to be uh, quickly happen. And the second level is that I always emphasize that all politics is local. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we can have a national mayor conference and uh, emphasize the gun control for each municipal level, the government, and uh, put uh, uh, some restriction on the gun shop and the shooting range, and also it's the, some of the ammunition restriction and the safety measurement on the city level mm-hmm. is going to put a lot of breaks in the, in the gun violence happening. The answer your another question is whether it's a suicide or it's a mass violence. That's the, I always emphasize on the mass shooting that's going to have a huge social impact. Suicide is pretty hard to control. That's only can go through the family or individuals. It's a, regarding the mental health issue, it's pretty, pretty challenging at this moment. I don't have a concrete solution for that part yet. Right. Yeah, I think just it does strike me as really interesting that like we talk about gun violence kind of as it's one um, it's one problem that we have to fix. But I think it's actually like many problems because there is like mass shootings, which generally are defined as like uh, events with four or more casualties that are not related to a crime some other like events. So like if there was a, a crime spree or an armed robbery where four people died, that would not qualify as a mass shooting. Um, or if it was like related to a, like a romantic dispute also doesn't get counted in the gun violence, uh, like mass, mass shooting description, according to the Congressional Research Service definition that I was reading before this. Um, so I, I think it's just important to like point out all of the different like nuances. And we haven't even really talked about like, um, officer involved shootings or police violence, which is like a whole different issue. Um, because I, as far as I know, I don't think it's a real political plot, uh, real political possibility that we would, um, you know, limit weapons among the police force. So that also has to be approached like in a completely different way than just saying like an assault weapons ban or some kind of tax or like limiting gun show loopholes. Um, so I just wanted to like pull out all of those different uh, nuances as we were just having this discussion. Um, but I also kind of want to turn the conversation to another specific issue, which is that um, the the recent shooting in Atlanta um, was specifically targeting um, Asian-owned businesses. And we have been talking a lot about hate crimes on the show. And so I was reading some reporting um, from NPR this past week uh, about how Asian Americans are coping with the, the rise in attacks in the, in the recent years. Um, when we were talking with Gigi Lee and Sandra Ung, they talked about having neighborhood walks and offering escort services for the elderly. Um, but another uh, sort of trend that is emerging, and I think this is particularly in Southern California, but maybe you can speak to some other yep. locations. Uh, Asian Americans are kind of organizing uh, to take up firearms uh, for self-defense and to like do gun training. So I wanted to like get your reaction to that 
um, as a response. And then we can maybe talk a little bit about your own personal philosophy of gun ownership. Yeah, and uh, I think it's the entire Asian community, especially for the Los Angeles, Southern California, they pretty much it's a pro-gun uh, ownership. And also it's the people has been uh, learned from, uh, I think it's the 2008 or it's uh, or 2012. I forgot that exact year. They have uh, some uh, career American. Uh, they have uh, used the gun to uh, against the right. And also it's uh, they, they set up the, the gun on the each store to protect their street, especially mm-hmm. Korean town there. So it, uh, anyone is uh, go to the robbery their store or it's uh, just uh, uh, smashing their door. They just uh, try to self defense use gun, and uh, several shooting happen and the entire Korea town nobody going to dare to go there anymore. So it's uh, becoming a very safe place. Was so this that's recently the, in in? No, that's this? I think it's uh, probably it's, uh, almost uh, ten years ago because okay. uh, uh, Ronnie Ronnie King. You remember the Ronnie King road? I don't. Yeah, the Ronnie King is a black uh, has been. Oh, Rodney good. King, Rodney, Rodney King, King, right? Yeah, 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 Rodney. yeah. yeah. That, that, that was in the, the that was in the that was like might have been before I was born, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> early, but the, yeah. it's a, after after that event, the Korean community they response is a huge, the the surge by the gun, they, mm-hmm. they buy the gun to pr- uh, protect themselves. So this type of uh, this wave of anti Asian hate crime, especially after Atlantic City. The people start to buy the gun in Chinese community because they think it's the only gun can protect them and help them. So a lot of people go to the shooting range, buy the gun, get the training. And uh, also, you know, the karaoke, the kung fu, it's all the training classes start. It's a booming. It's a, I say, uh, I have a couple of friends, they have a classes. Now it's all packed. It's everyone want to learn how to self-defense. That's trend is uh, I personally think is uh, I'm not against it, but it's also very very risky. If you use gun to self defense, you're risking you you may be uh, dealing with a professional criminal criminals. They probably use gun much much familiar much better than you are. So it's a uh, there's a double edge uh, sword. So whether it's a good ideas or bad ideas, at this moment uh, I think uh, uh, it's pretty hard to make a decision or judge it. I personally uh, have been uh, all the gun by myself. It's, uh, I just say, oh, it's, uh, it's cool. I don't say it's uh, as a defense, but uh, yeah. as long as, I, as you have a, a handgun at home, uh, you feel much safer. Uh, the, honestly, I have to tell you, it's, uh, that's kind of a feeling I have. Mm-hmm. And uh, even you seldom always, uh, I couldn't even remember where it, I put the gun is in my house. But it's the much you feel much safer. That's the way. But if you give the, the entire society, the every uh, Chinese citizen or American Asian American they have a gun at home, I think it's a the, the rubber or it's a criminal violence is going to be a little bit scared away from your residence. That's the one side. The other side is that I always think uh, self-defense by using gun is not the, the real solution. It's mm-hmm. a pretty dangerous, it's a be careful. Yeah, I mean, generally, if you do research on stand your ground laws, which are just um, generally like uh, laws that would protect you from prosecution if you're acting in self-defense. So for example, if you kill someone in self-defense or just shoot someone um, in first defense, 
they don't, they don't tend to make you more safe. You tend to end up, um, yeah, just having a gun in the room kind of like raises the stakes of whatever conversation. And that's personally why I don't own any guns. Um, and my family and I have had many conversations about this. My brother owns a few guns. My dad always wants to buy a gun for the house. And I, my mom and I are like, absolutely not. Have you ever heard us argue and you want to have guns in the house <laughs> for those conversations? Like that's insane to me. Um, but yeah, the evidence on stand your ground laws kind of keeping you safe are inconclusive. So, but I want to ask like, you, do you have more than one gun? Just one. Just one. And yeah. do you like take it out like to the shooting range, like for recreation or do you just like have it in the house? Uh, take to the shooting range for recreation. That's the, that's become, it's a pretty exciting experience. <laughs> you need to kind of cover your air. It's just so loud that I got explored. <laughs> I've never been, I need, to, I'd like to go sometime to a shooting range just to like experience it. I've only shot like a little BB gun, like when I was a kid. Have you ever gone hunting either? I've never done that. No, not gun hunting yet. Several people invite me to go to the gun hunting, but it's a pretty uh, time consuming. I have to go travel a lot and also it's a stay there for quite a while. And uh Maybe someday I can go. So you, um, we kind of like bring up this point then that you're sort of not on the side of like severely limiting the amount of guns. Well, so you, you'd like to like impose a tax. So fewer, fewer guns available, but you're not pro banning all guns. I just kind of like want to get your, your Perspective, especially as an immigrant, because you didn't grow up with gun culture. I lived in uh, Tennessee when I was a young, or sorry, I lived in Indiana when I was a young kid, and then in Tennessee in like middle and high school. So both uh, fairly Republican states, especially more so in Tennessee, because I lived in a, a kind of rural area. Um, gun ownership is a big deal. Lots of people hunt um, just for recreation, obviously. Um, and so I'm curious as someone who grew up in a country that doesn't have the same sort of gun culture as the U.S., like what your perspective on the Second Amendment in general is and like wh what things you've noticed about our sort of Americans culture and American people's relationships to, to firearms. Yeah, there's just some uh, transition in my mind at the very beginning that I, uh, I prefer totally gun control. It's uh, the non-gun society is the most safe society. It's the, that's my philosophy. But uh, after so many years in this country and talking to people and involved in the gun-related issue, and uh, uh, I gradually uh, think is uh, we have to adopt uh, the culture and also realize that pragmatically there's no way in our generation to totally forbidden the gun ownership. So it's the, the uh, realistic or political feasibility. You have to think this way. So that's the only way you can control the gun, but you can you cannot eliminate the gun totally. That's the my approach. As long as you can control the assault weapon, or it's a, 
uh, wait for the Supreme Court uh, make uh, some kind of a uh, judgment about gun control. Otherwise, there's no way you can totally eliminate the gun from society. Mm-hmm. Um, so how has your, like, what, what do you think started like changing your perspective about gun violence? Um, in America, like, do you remember the first time there was a shooting when you lived here? And was that impactful to you? Um, you could even tell the story the, of the first time you bought a gun if you want to. I, like, I'll say I studied abroad in Europe. And when I would talk, especially to older people there, um, I was in Croatia, they were like, you know, my parents were a little worried about me going they weren't too worried, but they were a little worried about like, oh, will you be safe in another country? And I I came to find that as really funny because when I was in Europe, all of the older people were like, America, it's so dangerous there. Like they think you could get shot on the street any day, which is kind of true in some ways. Um, So I'm curious about like, if you remember the first time there was a gun violence incident that like really impacted you and and also I want to hear the story of when you bought your gun too I want to, of course I, I I came from a country that there's no gun in civilian uh, uh, society at all because uh, China is that anyone owned guns to become a criminal so it's the uh, when I come to these countries uh, uh, I kind of like all kind of a sports it's a gun shooting it's a one of a support support in my mind so it's the and the one side i take it is the entertainment to have a shooting range to have a fired gun and hit the at the 10 it's the pretty enjoyable and the other side is uh, uh any self-defense skill or oh, it's a tool i think it's a, you get it and you use it you are good at it it's a doesn't hurt you at all so it's that we don't know it's our life so anything can be happened so if you have a, some some kind of a skill or survival skill or tool you can use, that's going to be the plus for the uh, for myself. And I think it's for this society, uh, anyone you own the gun, at the beginning is uh, I totally against it, and now it's the I'm a, a little bit loose, and also it's I put all my expectation on the Supreme Court or Second Amendment, and then later I found there's no chance for the two-thirds of a country, both the governor, voters, and the Supreme Court is all vote against the, is the Capitol Hill is all vote to amendment, the uh, second amendment. There's always no chance to get there. So it's uh, at this moment, you, you have to think the other way to get reduce the gun violence that compared with other civilized uh, Western society. There's no gun and much, much safer than this country. No doubt about it. But uh, when you're familiar with kind of a mass shooting happen today, happen tomorrow, and also you'll see the president, I see several times Obama has been teared after shooting and he tried to put a bill in the Capitol Hill, but every time failed. So that kind of thing is really hurt people. But you know, it's a crazy people, if a gun in their hand, you cannot control it. And this moment, uh, uh, I probably still waiting for maybe another movement or it's a spring quarter uh, uh, 
if they repack Supreme Court, put more judges or justice in the Supreme Court, more liberals or more gun control, the the justice maybe we can see some hope there. Did you follow very much the like activism of the Parkland uh, shooting, like survivors? Oh, it is Parkland. No. Parkland maybe and Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. So there was the shooting, this was like two or three years ago. Yeah. Uh, shooting in Florida was the Marjorie Sto- Stoneman Douglas. I forget where Parkland was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but those were the high school students um, who survived the shooting um, were really active. And we kind of already talked about activism a little bit, um, but they were really active speaking out against gun violence and kind of advocating for um, more gun control. Do you, I know that you're a big follow the money kind of guy, but like what impact do you think activism like that? I know also the, um, the victims of the, the survivors and victims of the, um, shooting in, uh, Watertown, Connecticut, the name of the school was Sandy Hook Elementary School. Have, have also been really outspoken. What do you think the impact of kind of those more, that more personal activism is? Yeah, it's a depend on the, who is the leader and the how uh, tragic uh, the degree and the impact of people's uh, mentality and the bring up the, the, the awareness of an entire society. But from an insider point of view, as a active in the uh, political and the fundraising side. I know it's the old politician try to take a advantage of all this kind of a movement and uh, have their ego enlarge and take advantage of it. Uh, the key is that this the activism is pretty hard to get into the real uh, law. So unless you can combine the money and they combine with the lawmaker, Congress member, senator, they're all active and they find some real incentive behind their political life. And then you can make change. Otherwise, it's, a, it's just a very, very short, short life, the movement. It's an activity they cannot uh, spend their whole life and take and control. Even they can, but the impact is going to gradually the diminishing when the people is a uh, from a very emotional moment and uh, go to the calm ignorance. So it's, you don't have a mechanism to keep the momentum going unless you have some organized structure uh, behind it and with a uh, strong financial support. That's the key. That's the, also it's uh, my approach. I always thinking in the other side is to uh, make sure it's, uh, we have money, we have uh, some kind of a structure, make sure politician they can really move forward instead of just uh, shouting and uh, deliver speech. That's the just for show. Okay, one last question before we wrap up for today. Um, You're in New York right now on the campaign trail, uh, working very, very hard. Um, So I wanna ask like if there's any particular um, tactics related to gun control in New York City or policies uh, that Andrew's really looking at um, as as a candidate, um, or what's unique about gun control in that particular area? 
I think at this moment, there's a two questions. One is regarding the NYPD, the, the gun violence. That's the one thing you mentioned before. On this part, it's the Andrew and the, at least the myself, it's also it's very, very promoted. It's a use of high tech. Not high tech. Actually, it's you just arm with every police uh, policeman with a, a body, arm, body camera. Body camera. Make sure yeah. that, yeah, body camera, they have a, record all the instances and then it's the, you can dramatically reduce the uh, NYPD's police uh, random use of gun and then unnecessary to use gun and I remember the, I think three or four years ago they have a police called Peter Liang and he accidentally fired the arm in the dark in the very very late in the in the morning maybe two o'clock two a.m and walking into the dark, the, the hallway, and they heard uh, something wrong. It's a, because they respond to domestic violence and his gun is just uh, accidentally, it's uh, fired up. And the bullet uh, hit a wall and the, and the bullet uh, hit a wall and uh, bounced back, killed one people. So he was charged with the, uh, some uh, the second degree murder. That's kind of things that cause the entire the nations Asian uh, to try to protect him because uh, most of the people. Hey, uh, it, we I oh you're back there we go. Yeah, sorry. It's a, <laughs> no worries. Mo yeah, most people they think it's a police gun violence. If accidentally, it's a ninety nine percent. It's a go walk free. Only this mm -hmm. police officer because he's a. Chinese got in, put into the jail and try to sentence it. That's the, I remember that's the very, very dramatic movement nationwide. So it's the, I write the, uh, the article to New York Times, try to protect him. But that one is later, we write a letter to the judges and the judge finally uh, made the decision to release him without any charge of a criminal, criminal charge. That's the one thing. And for this one, the second thing is, uh, I think uh, Andrew's uh, probably is, uh, more emphasized on the increase the police budget and do not uh, defund the police. This is a uh, very, very against the progressive. Progressive is always say they want to defund the police as a solution. But Andrew mm -hmm. says the uh, safety is the number one priority for most New Yorkers. And uh, uh, as long as we can reform police, uh, put a responsibility and uh, based on the merit to promote uh, excellent uh, police officer and uh, increase uh, safety is a uh, uh, number one priority for New Yorkers. And uh, that's the basic policy for Andrew. And I think uh, uh, the people like his policy on this part. Well, we will wrap it up there. I had to get a little New York campaign news in since we're off this week and it's just the two of us um but don thanks for talking with me as always my pleasure too and also it's uh, i like this subject and also it's a uh, we welcome all the audience and uh, the listeners if they have uh, some comment that we can can join us together yeah thank you we will wrap it up there for this week my name is katie simpson our podcast is sponsored by asian american forward you can visit our website at www.asianamericanforward.com. 
If you enjoyed the show this week or have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on a future episode, you can send us your comments at our email, info at AsianAmericanForward.com. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you think about uh, gun control. Do you own any guns? Whatever. We want to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook and hear more conversations between Don and I at our YouTube channel. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell someone about us. It really helps people find the show. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye.